The following podcast is for informational purposes only, and the opinions expressed therein are not necessarily those of Canal Insurance Company. This information is not designed to replace, substitute, or supplement our client's independent obligation to comply with any laws or regulations. Listeners should complete their own independent research in creation and development of their company's risk management and safety programs. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Hauling Notes Podcast by Canal Insurance. I'm Martin Maroney, Director of Risk Management Services at Canal. This week's guest is Chris Henry, Senior Director of Operational Support at Barnes Transportation Services. Barnes Transportation Services is a valued Canal insured, a medium-sized family-owned transportation company. They offer van, flatbed, step deck, and specialized operations with local, short-haul, regional, and over-the-road positions available to drivers. In my conversation with Chris, we discuss helpful tips for owner-operators wanting to lease on a large carrier. Chris and I talk through what carriers and shipping brokers look for when selecting owner-operators, the importance of the PSP Pre-Employment Screening Program report, safety technology, vehicle maintenance, and much more. I learned so much through my conversation with Chris. I know you will be just as intrigued as I was. Now let's roll. Today I'm joined by Chris Henry, Senior Director of Operational Support for Barnes Transportation Services located in Wilson, North Carolina. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Yeah, appreciate your time this morning. Really uh, appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to help our insureds and uh, share your knowledge. And uh, I know you're with Barnes, and we went through your title, but what's uh, give us a little bit about about your background. So I've actually been in the transportation industry for about 25 years now, and I actually started out as a dock worker after I got out of the military, and then just kind of worked my way through the ranks uh, to get to where I'm at today. Um, so I've actually been a driver. Um, I actually partook in some owner-operator activities for a short time there as well. So um, been a part of uh, big corporations and big trucking companies down to very small trucking companies in regional areas. So um, really excited about uh, the industry and how it's going uh, and the challenges that it brings. That's great. And I always really enjoy speaking with folks that have actually sat in the seat of a driver. I think that's where your best experts come from is someone that's actually done the job itself. So uh, with that experience, I'm sure you can really relate to what the drivers are, are uh, seeing and doing, and then you can explain how the, you know, provide your advice based on your experience. So um, what, what kind of a tips can you give an owner-operator that's wanting to lease onto a big uh, carrier? What, uh, what do you folks look for when you're interviewing owner-operators? And in general, what does the market look for in owner-operators? So I think in, it's, uh, it's kind of a strange uh, situation. That, you know, you go back a year or two um, when, when there was a driver shortage, right? So we were, you know, the industry was really looking for just anybody who could drive a truck. Um, and then owner operators uh, would take a chance on buying their own trucks, and and the challenge there was is you'd get uh, you'd get some very good people uh, owner that, that wanted to own trucks set up in bad situations. So uh, I guess the one thing that, that to look for if you're if you're starting out to try and be an owner operator, make sure you're partnering with a very good carrier who's going to let you be successful. Uh, watch out for those carriers who are going to set you up on leases that uh, 
you know, you, you do well on for four years, and in the last year they try to starve you out to take the truck back. So those are kind of things to kind of watch for. Um, talk to other drivers. Talk to other owner-operators out there. Uh, make sure that uh, you get a good feel for uh, what that company's relationship is like with their owner-operators. Uh, that's the one thing that um, that I've kind of opened up. If a new owner-operator wants to come into Barnes, uh, for instance, um, and they want to talk to some of our existing owner-operators, we're more than happy to share that information. We've got a group of about 12 drivers who have volunteered to talk with new potential drivers. So I encourage every company to do that, and especially from the owner-operator's perspective, uh, go out there and, and look for that opportunity to talk with folks and, and ask them about the good and the bad, right? It's not always roses. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you you mentioned in the beginning, and I've I've seen that in publications and on the news. Unfortunately, there's some uh, folks that uh, may take advantage of an open owner operator, and they uh, uh, will do that. You know, five year lease, and everything's going great, and that last four years, that lease gets pulled, and then all that equity, I, I assume, is lost. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah, it's all lost. And and the way you can tell that you're working with a a questionable carrier would be, you know. You know, they, they, they'll, you'll, you'll see, you won't see a lot of the older trucks that'll be out there. They'll take you out of your lease and then they'll sell that truck to buy a new truck to get a new owner operator into it. So, uh, kind of watch for that. If you see a fleet of owner operators with a company that uh, you're seeing some eight, nine, 10 year old trucks there, um, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. That's a good partnership. Okay. Right. That's great information to know. Appreciate that. Um, when when someone is is coming to Barnes, uh, you know, or, or any carrier, and they're an owner operator, um, what would be some of the criteria that you would look for in selecting someone? What would a specific quality of that driver, their equipment, that you really makes you want to hire this person to work? Yeah, so it's, it, you can tell a lot about an owner operator uh, when you look to hire them. So. Um, you want to look to see that uh, that the owner operator has been an owner operator for a while, and if they're not, uh, or they haven't been, we look for a business plan, and we talk through them about what their goals are and what they want to do to succeed and where they want to be at the end of the day. Um, but you know, an experienced owner operator, we will put their truck through a DOT uh, inspection. But one of the things that we see a lot of is you see these older trucks that are just in immaculate shape because you know the, the best owner operators out there take care of their own equipment. Um, and I know a lot of companies have requirements that a truck can't be over a certain age. Um, but if, if I've got a 15 year old truck that looks like it's brand new, that's the owner operator I want to work with. That's great. So let's dig a little deeper on that. If someone's taking care of their truck, what else does that tell you about that person? Uh, t- it tells us that they're detailed oriented. They've, they've been able to be successful. Uh, with finding the right partners to to grow their business, that um, gives them an opportunity to buy another truck and and grow their business to a multiple truck fleet. Right, so um, keeping a truck, um, you know, keeping the PM schedule where it should be, making sure that uh, all the checks and balances are in place for that unit to keep it on the road. Uh, that that shows us that somebody really cares about their business. Exactly, I, I would imagine that if they really care about their truck. Um, the probability of them being dependable, probability of them um, completing their assignments in a, in a good, orderly, safe fashion would all trend based on uh, on, on having good equipment. Is uh, Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, so uh, those are the guys that you never have to uh, – those are the, the, the businesses, I guess you'd say, you never have to worry about. You don't have to worry about them 
uh, you know, being late to a customer or getting into an argument with a customer or anything like that. So um, they they really are kind of a set it and forget it uh, type of business model for us. Uh, you just send them the loads that they're looking for and, and they take care of the rest. Right. I, I, this is getting a little bit um, off subject a little bit, but it, it'll tie in. Is uh, One time I read a study about a data scientist at one of the big schools, and I don't want to name it because I may not have it right, but um, it was looking at truck dri- trucking professionals that had fire extinguisher violations, and they trended that out, and those folks were more likely to get in a loss than folks that never had that violation, and it was going back to what we talked about earlier, it was that attention to detail. They were um, they, they lacked that a little bit, and they're letting those expire, and uh, you could trend that all the way out into... Um, those being a little bit more of a risk type driver just based on that one violation. It was amazing to see that um, trend out. Um, How about, let's talk about the federal pre-employment screening program, uh, pretty much known in the industry as PSP. And why is that important to an owner operator? So this is one of the key indicators. It's even more important than the MVR these days uh, as far as the hiring criteria or the partnership criteria with any driver. So that'll show the trends of, uh, of, of how a driver does their pre-trips. And it shows the details of what a driver's uh, really like out there on the road. Okay. Uh, when it, when a driver gets pulled over, um, you know, they're going through pretty much the DOT will go through pretty much everything. And it depends on the, you know, uh, the type of inspection that it is, but every type of inspection will, will, it, at least uh, uh, try to find some sort of examples of, of default, right? So um, if, if the driver's got multiple clean inspections, then that's awesome. We love to see that, right? That means the driver's doing what he needs to do on a daily basis, not just every now and then or once a week, right? Um, with with the PSP, here's another great example. I just hired a driver out here who we pulled his PSP and he got 15 hits on one issue uh, on one roadside. And I, you know, I pulled him in and talked to him about it. So I, you know, said, "Hey, what do you, you know? What happened here?" And he said, basically, he said, uh, uh, I, "I realized I was working for a really terrible trucking company, and I never, uh, I hadn't been on a roadside in about three years, and I had complained about the equipment, and it wasn't really in great shape. But I finally got pulled in and realized how important that was. Uh, that's a driver I hired because he was honest about it, right? He showed he showed uh, that he didn't want to be in those situations, and he he didn't want to put himself for the public in danger. So." Uh, those kind of things um, can go pretty far, but that PSP score pretty much drives everything um, for a carrier when they're making their decisions on on drivers, especially owner operators. Is that right? I didn't realize it's that important. That's great to know. Appreciate that. Um, how about when we we're, we're talking about shipping brokers? Um, what are they looking for, and when selecting an owner operator? So an owner operator now normally with the with the, if they're working directly with brokers they're going to look for uh, the authority right um, and to make sure that the the carrier the MC number is in satisfactory uh, standings with the, with the with the DOT um, if they start doing business with if if we were to do a contract with a with a brokerage firm they would want to know more about our drivers uh, in that case we might uh, we might look at the PSP scores and those sorts of things. Uh, so the owner operators out there, um, 
I think I think it's going to come to a head at some point where where broker carriers are going to be starting are going to start being named in lawsuits, right? So they're going to have to stay. They're going to start taking more steps to make sure their their carriers that they're getting are safer, and that'll directly affect owner operators. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. Well, good. I appreciate you clearing that up for us. That's great. Um, the the industry's changed a lot. I know we're going through. Uh, uh, strange times now with the with the market and the you know unfortunately the COVID and things of that nature, uh, but overall if you look at trucking, uh, you and I have been you know, in parts of trucking for quite a while now, and if you look back even five or six years, it's a lot different today than it was then in terms of technology. Uh, the ELDs now mandated uh, electronic logging device as opposed to paper logs. But uh, also, the industry's really moved into safety technology, and uh, that's a, a, a big factor in, in our market now and in, in the trucking profession. What would you say, how important that is that to an owner-operator to embrace safety technology? So I think this is the one area where the, the technology has made it available for everybody to be on the same playing field. Okay, so... Um, the technology in the trucks, the ELDs is fantastic. It actually makes it much easier for the drivers to, to be, to be compliant. Uh, but you know, an onboard camera, um, you know, inward and outward facing is actually huge when it comes to lawsuits. It, it helps protect uh, the driver, uh, and an owner operator because they can prove what they were doing at the time of the accident, not just what the truck was doing or what they saw, um, out the front of the truck. So it's a tough conversation I have with a lot of owner operators. Uh, you know, privacy is a, is a, is a challenge and a concern. And I think, um, uh, that's another thing to talk to a carrier about when you're signing on is what is the privacy policy and what is the expectation for privacy that an owner operator has while they're being protected, uh, in the event of a lawsuit, uh, most companies, um, I guess are, are, are transitioning the way they, they think they used to think that, uh, they kind of controlled everything and they could, um, use those cameras uh, anytime they wanted to for any reason. Um, I think a lot of uh, progressive companies are, t- are taking the stance of we're going to protect your privacy and only use this to protect you. Um, so, you know, we'll, I, I think that's in the technology has come so far that uh, I don't have to have a team of people that monitor cameras anymore, right? So the cameras actually tell the drivers what's going wrong. So in an owner operator's world, that's fantastic because they're being told by the camera, by the technology, what's going on and what they can do better and what, what they're doing wrong instead of some, and I hate to say this this way, but some college kid who's never been in a truck trying to teach them how to drive a truck better. That's the most insulting thing I've heard from owner operators uh, in the last 10 years, right? So to correct that, the technology has come come out and basically said, here, here's what you're doing wrong. And the camera's telling you right there in, in real time versus uh, somebody who has no experience. Yeah, that's a, a great way of putting that. I, I think there's a couple of things that uh, I think are very interesting. What you said is the um, the camera telling you what you done wrong. I, I think a lot of times we we do some things when we're whatever, whatever if it's a hobby or, or driving or things like that that we don't realize that we are doing that could result in a, a, a risky behavior. Say that we're following too close, but that's always been our style. But there's never been a metric or anything to tell us or, or you know, show us that, hey, you might want to back up a little bit or we take certain turns a little bit harder uh, yep. than we should that could result in a rollover or some type of accident. So the technology can actually um, help you 
assist and, and really to help you prevent something. Sometimes I think uh, we talk about cameras and it's like, oh, we got an accident and we got this footage, which is which is helpful too. Either way, if if if, if we did something wrong, we want to get in there and and help take care of it and get the get it resolved. But if we didn't, it's a great defense mechanism as well. Um, but really, okay. just stepping back though. It, that technology, I think what I'm hearing is actually can prevent you from even having an event. It's not going to be 100%, but there's some things, some habits, and some, some tips that will come out of that technology that will prevent you from having losses. So I imagine that would help our owner-operators tremendously as well. Oh, yeah, and, and two, you know, I'll get on my soapbox here for a little bit, but our industry was so good for so long about being compliant. We checked every box, and everybody who's had a CDL will understand that they, you, know, you go through orientation and you listen to these boring presentations about the same old, same old. And if you've gone through enough of those orientations, you, you know, you'll recall hearing the same information over and over and over again. That was checking a box, right? It wasn't changing safety. That was just checking a box saying that we are compliant. We think we're safe because we're compliant. But the reality is, is this new technology is helping to change that safety culture. And it's actually getting drivers to become more safe. And a, an amazing story that I, that I love to tell. I've had, you know, I had drivers that uh, the cameras were talking to them and tell them they were going too fast or they, uh, they, they were driving distracted or something along those lines. And then, you know, three months later, they call me and think their camera's broken. Well, they've changed their habits and didn't even realize it in some cases <laughs> that they changed their habits based on that camera and that technology telling them that they could do something better and differently. So that's changing the culture. That's changing safety where we need it to be changed in our industry. It's changing it on the front lines. The manager, I don't, you know, they can be safe all day, but they really only have an opportunity to fall out of their chair, right? They're not driving the big truck. So they can talk it all day. But the front line folks are the ones that, uh, that need to change that. And they have, they've done a great job. And for an owner operator, um, I think this is a great, a great opportunity. If you have one truck, it helps you. You get a second truck, it helps you to change that other person to make sure that, the, that that's the driver you want in your truck. So the technology is there for a small business owner to grow their business in the right way and not have to endure some of those huge lawsuits or you know liabilities that uh, other, other carriers had to deal with in the past. Yeah, that, that's a great point, too. And I think another thing is, uh, you know, as humans, we, we don't like to change. So you talk about the checkbox mentality. We, the professional drivers would come in and be selected, go through orientation, watch videos and, and uh, safety meeting uh, every so often, and, and that would be it. Um, going back to the ELD, you can remember what, um, not everyone, but there was a lot of resistance in that. And now... Um, everyone's gotten used to that, and it's uh, it's working really well. And I think the the next phase that we're already in is the safety technology and the cameras. Um, people are getting used to it, but it takes uh, really honest, ethical people like yourself talking about that this isn't to, to spy on you and, and watch you. It's there for a purpose, and there's going to be some parameters what, when it's going to be used and when it's not going to be used. And I think that really helps um, that as well. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the things like, you know, the harsh turn events or, um, you know, some of the, the, the speeding or those kind of things. If if a driver is, we can tell based on the technology and the trends, if a driver is trying to correct those actions. 
It's when we see a driver that's not correcting those actions, that's when we'll get involved. But that all, all that information is, is something we don't need to watch video for, right, anymore. Um, the camera's telling us what's going on. And it's keeping everybody informed. So if you've got a bad apple that just won't change their processes, then you take that on, right? But otherwise, you let the, the you let the technology help your people get better. That's why I say in the, in the case of an owner operator, it's a real opportunity for them to grow their business uh, with uh, with some sense of confidence uh, that they've that they've got the opportunity to train their people. And the expense overall is nothing compared to, to be honest with you, I think the cost of most of this technology these days is uh, about the cost of having a cell phone. So if you went and bought a cell phone for $700, the latest Apple device or whatever else, and uh, and uh, you had to pay a monthly fee uh, to monitor that or for the service, that's, that's what you can expect with this technology. So it's extremely cost effective um, to, to be compliant for one, uh, but then also to drive towards that safety that, uh, that everybody wants. Yeah, that's a great point too. It's amazing how the, uh, with the innovation of technology, how the costs have really come down, and it's opened the market for um, a wider base of customers for sure. And then, like you mentioned too, the, that that small investment is going to pay huge dividends, um, not only uh, immediately but down the road, and help uh, everyone improve, and then help keep our roads safer too, which is a is a, a great of importance to all of us. Yeah, and I think too, and I guess like a little side note, right, that's important for all drivers to remember, and especially owner operators, is that as you get into this, uh, the ELD side of things and the uh, the safety technology on the trucks itself, with whether it's cameras or whatever it might be, um, you, know, you got you got certain uh, folks out there like Atri that's trying to grab, you know, that's, that's gathering that data. So the, the thought before, let's go back, you know, 10 years, five, 10 years ago, every time a truck was in an accident, it was the truck's fault, period. Right. And from a business leader perspective, it was always the driver's fault. Right. Uh, we took the stance that every accident was preventable regardless. Right. There was something the driver could have done to avoid that. Uh, with this new technology, we're able to see that that may or may not be the case yet. Uh, but more importantly, we're starting to see trends and the government's actually looking at those trends. And we're seeing that most accidents now are not the driver's fault, the truck driver's fault. It is the fault of someone else. So now we can start to as a as a society start to you know trend our energies towards where the root cause is versus trying to just outright blame truck drivers and that's an exciting opportunity oh that's very exciting i, I totally agree with that in most accidents it's automatically default to the professional driver's fault and then uh if facts develop later that it's a it's a hard battle to win uh, without hard facts and that's what the technology does for us uh, immediately so I've right. heard stories too where it's uh, at the scene of a loss, the it's heading towards a violation against the professional driver, and then the video is shown to a officer, and uh, it's totally changed the whole dynamic of the situation. Have you seen that too, Chris? Oh yeah. So um, let's just go back in the last year. So uh, I believe we're up to thirteen cases right now where we were able to show the video to the officer on site the reporting officer um that assigned blame where it should be immediately so it never got to where we had to go to court and there's been a couple of instances where uh, there's been two other cases where we didn't get the footage to the officer on scene in time and the driver was assessed a ticket we were able to take the video to court and both cases were dropped immediately after 
uh, the judge and the prosecutor saw the video. And keep in mind, they had already listened to the statements from the other party and in one case, a witness to the events. The video uh, negated all those statements. And so they were able to drop the case right away. So the challenge on our end right now is our CSA score and the driver's PSP where that information is still there. So we're trying to now take the steps to get that erased from those uh, from those areas. Uh, so that'll come in time, I'm sure. But these are exciting opportunities where we're keeping our drivers away from even getting the tickets and then more importantly, getting it out of court very quickly. Uh, and this is all based on that technology. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, that technology, being able to show it at the scene, and just even if you're uh, totally innocent, if you're cited, uh, just like you mentioned, there's a lot of work to go to court, present your case, and then you've got to uh, do all the um, other actions to try to get those removed from your history as well. So uh, it sounds right. like it's, it's, it was kind of actually to be you know to be honest, it was kind of disappointing. I, was, I had prepared for like a week to you know go in there and slam them with all this data and information, and it, the case was dropped in like ten minutes. So, you know, I, I wasted a week just to try and <laughs> try and defend us, and we didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, I could see that for sure. Well, you got the outcome that you deserve, so that, uh, that that's right. a good thing for sure. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. So we're going back to the owner operators in. What, and we talked about that really nice truck that comes to your lot and is looking for uh, to sign on with you folks, or it could happen all across the country. But how important is vehicle maintenance when you're working with a uh, potential owner-operator? What do you look for there? Well, vehicle maintenance is, is the key, right? So it goes back to the attention in detail. So uh, the assumption is, is that the owner-operator, we want to build a partnership for life. But we know how things go, and there's always uh, the grass is greener on the other side kind of thing. But if that owner-operator has been somewhere else with that truck, and that truck you know, is maintained very well, uh, most owner-operators can uh, can show you their maintenance records if you ask. But they also, a good owner-operator should keep that information so they get the tax write-offs and those kind of things that they deserve. So you can actually tell all that, and and so what we look—that's what we look for—is is are they maintaining their equipment? Are they keeping it up? Um, you can tell by even the tread depths, right, on their tires. Uh, you can see, you know, a driver, a good owner operator is going to maximize the tire without being unsafe, and and they can explain that to you. It's great conversations, right, to uh, to be able to sit down and talk to uh, a really good business owner at that time, right? Then on the flip side, you know, we got to take we, we we talk to a lot of owner operators who are not as business savvy, right? So we do try to help them uh, become better business people if we can. Um, and, and a lot of that has to do with some recommendations I have for owner operators. Get an LLC, protect your personal liabilities, right? Number one thing, uh, make sure you maintain your truck, make sure you keep all your records, make sure you keep all your records of expense so that you can, um, so that you can get those tax write-offs. Make sure that you find good partners, uh, whether it be a large company, a small company, or doing it yourself, find good partners to help you out. I got to tell you, Canal's a great partner just because of that, right? You got a, a whole lot of offers for small uh, small businesses and there's other companies out there that are also um seeing that success and they're taking that on and it's not in in the you know auto liability side it's in other areas that can help owner operators so there's a lot of these are i just think that when you see a driver who an owner operator who brings their equipment in and it looks so awesome it makes you it makes me as a business leader want to try and help them out is that right? I could, I could definitely see that. Going back to that, you mentioned something very interesting to me. You mentioned a, an owner-operator that can tell you tread depth and the management of their tire. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What uh, what does that owner-operator do? How do they manage that? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so an owner operator who understands that tread depth, uh, tires are a huge cost in our business, right? Sure. We, we spend millions of dollars every year just on, on tires for trucks and trailers, but a driver who's taking care of their own tires and their tire pressures are correct. And, and they're doing all the things they need to do daily. Well, they could add 50,000, 50,000 miles onto each tire. If they just keep the tire pressures, right. And, and owner operators, the good owner operators actually know that it's, it's, it's a great way to save money. Now, if they're doing that with their tractor and they're pulling my trailers, well, heck, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty confident my trailers are going to be uh, trail tires are going to go for a lot longer than they, than they normally would. So that's kind of the trend you start to see, uh, you know, if they, if, if they know how to save and make money, they'll be great at helping large companies save and make money. That's fascinating that you can uh, zone in on one area of detail and how that radiates throughout the rest of the business and also translates into uh, efficiencies and savings. And, uh, and, and again, I'll go back to someone that's taken the time to do that. I would bet that they're a pretty safe driver or a safer driver than your average driver um, if they're going through depths and, and analysis that you just discussed uh, regarding the tire depth. Absolutely. And, and again, too, it's, it's, you know, you got a lot of great drivers out there and some of them had uh, been in, in bad situations, but that doesn't make them a bad driver. Uh, but their habits like that, taking care of their trucks and checking tire pressures and you know, making sure they've got windshield wiper fluid, just the little things, right? Or their fire extinguisher, making sure it's charged every day. Those little things um, make a, a great professional. Those are the kind of drivers we want out there on the road every day. That's excellent advice. Great. Good deal. What other, is there anything else you can kind of help our owner operators out there? That, uh, any tips that you can provide? Yeah, I would, I would just, like I say, owner operators are, in my opinion, the bread and butter of our, uh, of our transportation supply chain network, uh, in our country. Uh, the independents are, um, are, are, it's tough to be an owner operator. Um, it's very, very difficult, and, and state laws are always changing that make that even more difficult. Um, so we need to change the opinion so owner-operators um, can help that with uh, with continuing to be professional and safe. Um, there's no data to show that they're not, and so there's no reason for us to limit opportunities for, for owner-operators. But, you know, work together. Um, I would say owner-operators... Uh, there, there's a there's a whole new market out there for for support for owner operators, uh, whether it's a you know accounting opportunities, health insurance, all those different things that are out there for these owner operators. Talk to each other, you know, uh, talk to the companies that you're doing business with, and see what they can do to help you out with that. Um, I, I'm really hoping that the owner operator model continues to grow uh, and stays with us for a very very long time because it is it is. Uh, it is a very needed uh, option that we need here in our country. Well, that's great, Chris. Well, we really appreciate your time this morning and uh, appreciate what you do for not only for Canal, but the trucking industry in its whole. Thank you again. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Chris as much as I did. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Hauling Notes. Want to make sure you never miss a Holland Notes episode? Head to the link in the show notes to sign up for email notifications.